It's another episode of Movies You Should Love with Lauren and Scott. Welcome to episode three of Superheroes You Should Love, an ongoing investigation by Movies You Should Love with Lauren and Scott as we look into superheroes, the superhero community, and just everything that kind of makes them tick and trying to figure out why it is that we keep going back to these caped crusaders. Um, this particular episode, I sat down with Nick. We met at a... Uh, local Chinese place that's one of our favorites um, here in Chattanooga and so the sound is I'm going to let you know right now it's a little wonky um, it's good sound I think we are completely able completely able to be understood the only downside to this I'm going to warn you right now is that it's recorded in stereo and because of that you're going to need to put both earbuds in if you're somebody like me who likes to work with one earbud in and let the other one dangle so you can hear what's going on around you you're only going to hear half the conversation so make sure you have both earbuds in or um, have your headphones on or you know whatever in the car um, you're going to hear a lot of ambience you're going to hear a lot of uh, sound going on around you because it's a lively little place with a really wonderful wait staff that they're just it's a charming place that serves the best Chinese um, in all of Chattanooga and if you're curious what this place is I'll provide a link to it at our website at moviesyoushouldlove.com. Uh, without any further ado, though, I'm going to get right into it because I think uh, Nick kind of covers it all for us. So uh, here we go. Um, so Nick and I are sitting here at maybe the best Chinese place in Chattanooga. I mean, it's in their name, right? It is, so it must be. They wouldn't lie. Um, and I'm bringing Nick into this discussion because um, this is the man who's almost solely responsible for me getting back into collecting weekly comics. Yay! <laughs> I mean, comic books have been something that's kind of been in my life since I was probably five or six. But there was definitely a time where I kind of got out of it and was into collecting graphic novels or the trade paperbacks as they would come out every couple of months. Um, but then you started working with me and were like... I don't know what I don't know how the conversation started. I just you were collecting weekly pull. You had your own pull list. Thank you. Thank you. Yours is uh, seven sixty five, and yours is seven oh nine. Okay, thank you. Um, and now because of you, I have a pull list that uh, is very enjoyable, but also you know stresses my wife, and it's it's wonderful. Um, and so I. There's a couple of different things I'd like to discuss with you. I think the first is really just getting into superheroes and what makes them. What, what do you? I don't know. Where do you, I don't know? There's so many places we could start with this conversation. Maybe we just. The very simple question is who is your favorite and why? See, so you, you you call that a simple question. <laughs> uh, so tough. It, Batman has been a, a character that has. I've always enjoyed reading Batman. Just, you know, different ages in my life. I've enjoyed it for different reasons. Um, as I was younger, look at the cool gadgets, and oh, wow, what a creepy-looking guy he's fighting, and all that kind of stuff. And then now it's like there's this, this depth to it that I see. This is kind of this man fighting against something that he knows he's never going to actually be able to overcome. But he's constantly trying anyway, trying his best to protect everyone. Um, you know, and sometimes he succeeds. Occasionally he fails. Um, and he has to keep living. He has to go on with that. And so that's someone I've enjoyed. Um, 
there's so many others. Um, Go ahead. Who, I mean, who, who else is on the list? I mean, okay. So one of my recent favorites, yeah. uh, Little Loki from Journey into Mystery. Oh my goodness! Uh, so like, good. Not your traditional hero, but just everything about him was, yeah. was wonderful. And this, I mean, for those of the people who maybe are familiar with some of the characters, but not the books, you know, you have Loki from the Thor movie and from the Avengers. He was recently there was a story in which he. Did he die, and then his soul basically went into the chi- a, a child? How did that happen? Um, yeah, essentially, he he sacrificed himself to save Asgard. Right. Um, and he was reborn as sort as the as the Norse gods in the in the Marvel universe kind of do. It's happened before, before. And, um, it, yeah, it led into this fascinating. Like, was it a year long, two years story? It was a couple years. Yeah. Um, just an amazing story of this young boy realizing that he is this hated character, this villain of the Marvel Universe, and maybe his fight to maybe not become that, and realizing that doesn't necessarily have to be his destiny. Yet, uh, Kieran Gillen wrote this amazing arc that just ended so wonderfully and so horribly, and so it's it's a really wonderful start to finish, like, closed story arc that doesn't often happen in comics, and it's yes, to me. It was just it was this struggle against fate and this yeah. role that you have been handed, and doing everything that you can to show you are not, you know, essentially your father of sorts. Right. Like you are not this person that everyone thinks you are. Mm-hmm. You, you can be better. You can be greater. Mm-hmm. Even though the world is constantly going, no, you're not. Here's the situation. You're going to react to it the way you react to it because that's who you are. That's, yeah. Um, and just the struggle against that of of becoming your own person, mm-hmm. learning who you are, mm-hmm. learning maybe maybe you do fit that type after all. And yeah. I, it was beautiful and wonderful and funny and touching and yeah, because there there's these times where like he was clearly the god of mischief. There's these moments where he would just be like, ah, I know how. He'd be his own kind of hero. Like he was he would use some of those old trickeries and those old schemes and plans, but he would try to do good with it. And there was other times he was just a 10-year-old boy, super excited by being in England for the first time and assuming everybody knows the Queen, or whatever. It just, it was a wonderful story arc. Yep, he gets a puppy, he has milkshakes, it's... <laughs> he gets his first love, and it's all this wonderful thing. Yeah, I mean, it, it is... That, that, that was constantly in this shadow of doom. Like, every issue was just like, this isn't going to end well, is it? This is. I hope it does, I hope it does. And and then at the end when all of these pieces come together, things you weren't expecting. Yeah, it's it was just it was beautifully done, and I mean that's uh, that's one of my my current favorites. Just mm-hmm. you know, it may never be that great again. Yeah, that's okay because I can always go back to that. Yeah, and enjoy it. Yeah, I'm very, I am curious where little Loki's going to go from here. He's now on the Young Avengers, and it's interesting to me it's like yeah, there, there are differences there are twists it's it's the same writer yeah um, but it's a different setup entirely it is and I've read I've read issue one at this point and it, he is a different little Loki than we've than we've known up to this point it is still very it's it's very much where the book ended in Journey into Mystery it does feel like a continuation at the same time it's a new chapter in his life I'm curious where they take him from here 
I, I love that though that you can have this character that is yeah whatever he's this this villain that's all off on overused and to have that transformed into something entirely different that can make you stop and go wow I mean to me that's the magic of comics that's that's why you have new writers coming on new artists coming on because they are always going to have a different take they are always going to bring out something new sometimes you like it Sometimes you don't. <laughs> Sometimes maybe it's look how alien Superman is. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that. But I do there, with the different approaches. Um, sometimes it doesn't strike you necessarily as a reader. Sometimes you kind of go, "That's not the Superman I know. That's not how. That's not my Hal Jordan. That's not my whatever." Um, but yeah, I, mean, I think I think comic books are a, a medium that you're allowed to do different things that you're not allowed to do really anywhere else. You're, you have these stories that take place once a month, or right now the way Marvel and DC are putting out books twice a month, three times a month, you get to check in with your favorite heroes and see what's going on and where things are ending up. And TV might be the closest you get to that, but usually TV is so static. I mean, honestly, like... <laughs> To me, and it's weird to say this, like the closest comparison is daytime soap operas. You've got these long-running stories, these characters that have been around forever, mm-hmm. that you know, are constantly thrown into the same situations. Sometimes it's repeats of what's happened. Sometimes people come back from the dead. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I have evil twins. <laughs> right. It's, I mean, it's it's very similar. It's weird to say, but no. I mean, that's a lot to me, of that's the same story mechanics. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. Yes, when you've got the, these long-running things, you. You do run into mm-hmm. cliches from time to time, mm-hmm. but when you get the writers and the stories and the characters that that mesh together so well, it becomes something wonderful. Yeah. You don't you don't even notice if oh, crazy possible half brother back from the dead, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, it all comes down to that. Like, for me, right now, um, Doctor Who is kind of that way. Like, between Matt Smith and Stephen Moffat as the showrunner. It's like even the slower shows that could be considered filler to me are still fun and are still almost important. I still want to know what happens. Even if it doesn't progress the big big mystery of the season, I still have to know what happens in that town called Mercy. And that was cool how he had dealt with that. Moving on, you know, it's like it's it's cool when that when those things kinda of come together like that. Is there anybody else you wanna throw out there? Oh, Batman with a Loki. I mean I can keep going forever. Um <laughs> Uh, okay, so one character. Right, so I'm a big fan of Psylocke. This started when I was a teenage boy, for obvious reasons. Um, I don't understand. Yeah, no, um, <laughs> but as I got older, as I as I read more of this character's history, you know, she has she's a character who has been through a lot. Who, you know, has always come back fighting. Um, who who struggles with with some of the, the decisions she has made in life and, and keeps moving forward, tries to, to do better. Um, no, no, just, she's, she's always been striking. She's not like... She's someone I, I enjoy following, you know, which she's, to me makes her a favorite. Like, she's, if she's in a book, I will check it out. Um, that's interesting. She's not somebody who's ever been on my radar until I read Uncanny X-Force. Rick Remender's story with her and Angel... Right. was devastating. <laughs> yes. I mean, and that's... She has been through that multiple times in her life. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, again, it's kind of the, the crazy cross-twistiness where, you know, memories and 
souls were split up and body switching and things like right, that. Right. But you know, it's it's when you're looking at it on the outside, you're like, oh, that's so weird and crazy. But you know, if you approach it from that character standpoint, if, if you had been violated by it like that, you know, mm. changed it at a core fundamental level, how do you come back from that? Yeah. Um, how do you live with that, knowing you are not really the same person you used to be? That who you were when you were born and who you are now are drastically different. How do you reconcile that? Like that it's been one of the more fascinating things about her to me is just seeing her now, always kind of struggling with that. Uh, but yeah, like now she is going to be leading the new incarnation of the Uncanny X Force. And so that's putting her in a role that she's not been in very often, this leadership role. Yeah. Yeah, it's, she's coming to prominence now. More and more people are using her. People are recognizing her potential. They're moving on from that 90s image of her. And <laughs> I'm excited. I, I'm looking forward to seeing that's cool. where that's going. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of my off-the-wall kind of favorites. Not one of the ones that people often think mm-hmm. of, but... Yeah, special place in my heart. That's cool. No, I didn't, I didn't know that. I almost would have thought you were going to go from Little Loki to Damien. <laughs> Damien, Damien is fun. Um, Damien a lot of times depends on the writer. Though. Yes. Like he, he, he's, if the writer is using it as well, if he's recognizing the character that is there, Damien, uh, this is uh, the current Robin, Batman. So yeah. It's, he's just something special. He's, he is. He's wild. He's crazy. It's... But, you know, then there are other writers who are just like, oh, it's this kind of troublesome 10-year-old killing machine. He's either great or scrappy-doo. Yes. (laughs) You know, you kind of go, oh, okay. Well, I'll go reread Grant Morrison's run. That was... Yeah, I mean, created by Grant Morrison, so obviously Morrison writes him the best. Yeah. But others do well. Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Okay, so the, the second reason... I wanted to have you on the podcast was um, well when I started this particular episode I really wanted to get into just like what has made superheroes so long lasting you know Batman and Superman maybe being some of the first of the what we consider superheroes being almost 70 years old why do we keep going back to them how do they keep existing from TV to radio to films and films and films over and over again as well as obviously the comic books Um, I thought that if I just asked enough people, what, who's your favorite and why, that those answers would basically piece together a, I don't know, like basically the answer to that question would be, it's some of these classic things, the struggle of one man against something impossible. And it's just, that's what those characters embody. I thought maybe that would be, I, I thought that might be the conclusion to this episode, or to this question. Um, but talking to Tanya, we started talking, when we were talking about Doctor Who, we really got into Whovians and this community surrounding particularly that show. But then it really made me start, after we recorded, it really made me start reflecting on the community surrounding superheroes and around, whether it's the comic books or it's the cartoons or the movies. Um, we have such a huge community at this point, and I think it's, I think it's something kind of new because I remember when I was little... There was a time I had friends who were into comic books, and one of the reasons I got out of comic books was I moved somewhere where I was the only person I knew reading comic books. But now with the internet, <laughs> you know you know the entire world, or you can just you can create your own very specific Tumblr, you can create your own very specific Twitter follow, and you you can live, breathe, 
any community you want. And uh, you, I mean, I don't know, I don't know all the ins and outs, but I consider you the mastermind, uh, the one responsible for the anime convention that takes place here in Chattanooga. What, what is the, the official name of it? Uh, anime Blast Chattanooga. Anime Blast Chattanooga. And you, it's you're going to be doing it the third year of it. Yeah, right? we uh, we had our second convention this past November. We are currently planning the third one for and later this year. Um, both have been rousing successes, from what I can tell, from what I can yes. see. And the second one was bigger than the first one. The third one looks like it's going to be bigger and more daunting than the second one. Yeah, yeah. You know, we we, we have more people. I, I keep being told I, I I'm allowed to spend more money, so mm-hmm. it's it's good. It's growing. It's exciting. So. I want to talk about the community. Okay. I mean, about fans in general. Is there? Do you think there's something, maybe that's not whether it's whether it's. We'll take Batman for example. Is it the? Is it? Do you think that we all love Batman, and that's why we go to see Batman movies, or is there something about having someone to go to that movie with that also gets that character? It's 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 both. I mean, would I go see Batman by myself? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Do I love going with friends? Yes. Mm-hmm. It, even if people like Batman for reasons other than what I do. Yeah. For example, I I had a friend who was mainly going because he loves Catwoman. Right. And he was super excited that Catwoman was in the movie. Yeah. It's okay because we yeah. have to talk and enjoy the movie. You don't. It's just this this common ground that you have with someone who you know no matter how different you are with someone else. You get to meet on this. Mm-hmm. You get to share um, your love for something, and uh, just that unifying factor to me is, is important. It, it's, it, yeah, I, I agree. And what's interesting to me is I feel like, and correct me if you think I'm wrong, I feel like comic books and a lot of this, and you can I, you can include a lot of like a certain pop culture things like anime and car, any kind of cartoon that have these kind of larger than life characters. I feel like they are uni- they are unique in that if you meet someone else who likes Batman or someone else who likes Superman, you immediately have something to talk about. As opposed to a lot of other types of films, you don't really see a huge. I don't feel like you know fan communities surrounding other properties, books, or when a book is novel, it turned like when the help was turned from a book to a film. I didn't hear about huge groups of people going, "Yes, we're going to go see the help together, and we're going to go do this thing." I mean, it, to me, it depends a lot on on the world that this takes place in. I mean, you have the help. Like, I don't know why picking on this. Uh, you know, it's, it's, I don't know why either. It's, it's for whatever reason, it was the first thing that came to mind. You know, grounded in reality, but you you have. Just fantasy and sci-fi and like have yeah. these these new creative worlds where you're like, what would it be like to be there? I mean, you know, the Harry Potter films, right? Lord of the Rings, things like that. You yeah. you go and you're like, this is an experience. This is something entirely different from what we are used to. Yeah, and you get. I guess to, that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, yeah, it's it's just. I think it's the differences from real life. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, we there are people who are excited about. Films grounded in reality, yeah. But or, or even if you take even other other sci-fi like um, Tom Cruise's new Oblivion or Jack Reacher. That's not sci-fi or fantasy, but it's like I don't know of such strong, loyal, faithful communities that live and breathe it almost constantly. Like whether it's them reading it every day or them going online and sharing things or creating cool Photoshop images or whatever. It's like there's this real passionate community surrounding a lot of these characters to me what it comes down to is 
wish fulfillment. Like mm. the, these are these are places you want to be, things mm. you want to be doing, worlds you want to be involved in, and that that adds to your passion. That you know you are much more excited to talk about something when you're like, I would love to have those powers, or uh, to be in a fantasy world like that and get to go hang out with elves would be amazing. Right. I mean, when when you are that excited about something and then you meet someone else and just the passion builds back and forth mm-hmm. and you know I mean that's there are role playing groups who mm-hmm. will just you know go online and create their own stories back just by talking and hanging out with each yeah. other it's it's from this it's this I so want to be a part of that because yeah. it is exciting and enjoyable mm-hmm. and yeah so I mean superheroes I want those powers. Yeah. I wish I could stand up to people like that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I want to be the punisher and, and right. take care of things that need to be taken care of. I mean, it's, you know, lighthearted or, you know, a little darker. It's, in the end, wish fulfillment. Like, this is just something that speaks to you that you want to be a part of somehow. In a powerless world, it would be fantastic to be powerful. Yeah. You know, it's... Whatever that means, whether it's you're a Stark from Game of Thrones or you're a Stark from the Marvel Universe. It's like, that would be amazing to be that. Yeah, I mean, you know, there are obviously other reasons people get in. You know, you can identify with the X-Men because they are outcasts Mm -hmm. if you feel like that. But, you know, they are outcasts who had these abilities and yeah. you know, to be able to do that to be able to handle that to be the able idea, to stand up for yourself the way they do the yeah. idea to take what you're being ostracized for and turn it into your greatest strength and honestly I feel like a lot of uh, minority groups myself included um, are doing that more and more they're reclaiming words or reclaiming some of those things are going. I'm not ashamed of that. This is actually this actually makes me fantastic. <laughs> you know, you don't actually get to treat me as a second-class citizen. And I don't know. I don't know if that comes from books like the X-Men or if that's just. I, don't, I mean, you know, you, I like to think it does. <laughs> you, you've got a, a rise in prominence of superhero movies and things like right, like right, uh, like that right now. The the culture is is all over the place. And this is all happening now, so maybe maybe it's connected. Who knows? It's people are taking that that wish fulfillment and actually starting to apply it to real life. Going, you know what? I do have some control over this. I can yeah. do something about it. I don't know. If Wolverine can become a teacher, so can I. <laughs> I don't have to be this relentless killing machine. <laughs> I can hang out with a dupe and have a good time too. <laughs> Oh, dude. <laughs> Alright, I, I think that about covers everything we need to cover. Um, where can people find it, more information about um, Anime Blast? Very easy. Uh, they can go to www.animeblastchattanooga.com. Anime, A-N-I-M-E. Blast is B-L-A-S-T. And, and Chattanooga like it sounds. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. Mm, thank you. I think that's it. I think we may have kind of nailed it right there. I think between the conversations of who we love, why we love them, and that sense of community, that's that sense of belonging to something a little bit bigger than yourself. I think that's really what a lot of this comes down to. I think <laughs> that wasn't exactly where I was expecting to go, but as Nick and I talked about it and as Tanya and I talked about it, um, that was really what rang truest to me. It wasn't just the hero worship. It wasn't just that. It was also being able to look over at your friend and be like, eh, well, did, did you see that? That was, ah, oh, 
Oh! But I'm not quite ready yet to actually definitively say we've ended this conversation because there's still one man that I need... Uh, I need his opinion. I need him to sound off on the subject. And uh, next week, come back for that because this is a guy... Well, here's the thing. I would never say that Dean Tripp is Batman. Uh, that would be really irresponsible, possibly unsafe for the city. Uh, what I will say is I've never seen him and Batman in the same room at the same time. And next week, we'll uh, get his opinion on this, and then I think we can put a nice big bow on this conversation. Unless, of course, you have some thoughts. And if you do, uh, you need to come find me. Find me on Twitter at Scottish Fog. Find Movies You Should Love at MoviesYouShouldLove.com. Or on Twitter, we are also there as at movies you should find us on Facebook. Let me know what you think about all of this. Um, if it, you know, if you if you think it is something to do with maybe a little bit of that wish fulfillment, or if it's something to do with the community, or is there something still that we have not touched on that for you is the truest thing? Because honestly, this just this conversation might just end up being about me <laughs> and about what my experience is. But I kind of feel like I may be. Uh, for lack of a better word, something of an avatar. I, I may be an example for the entire community. I may not. I may be. In my, I might have a very specific story that is unlike yours. So, if, you, if that is the case, find me. Let me know what you think, and maybe um, we can make, maybe we can uh, get you heard on this podcast, and we can continue this conversation. So, uh, until next time, guys. Excelsior. You've been listening to the Movies You Should Love podcast. Join in the conversation at moviesyoushouldlove.com.